0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: The Army's digital transformation strategy was initially about getting the service to a unity of vision. Seven months later, it's delivering new capabilities across cloud, data, and network modernization. Raj Iyer is the Army's Chief Information Officer. At the ACT-IAC Emerging Technology and Innovation Conference in Cambridge, Maryland, Iyer told Executive Editor Jason Miller about the Army's progress to bring new technology capabilities to soldiers and civilians.
0: We're probably, in my opinion, about halfway there with the goals that we set out uh, about a year and a half ago. And so we are measuring our progress on a continuous basis. So after we established the transformation strategy, we also established these um, three separate implementation plans below that. The first was the Army Unified Network Plan. So that was everything related to the network. The second was the Army Data Plan. And then the third is the Army Cloud Plan. So so these three efforts uh, are now being tracked with uh, quantifiable metrics and milestones to see you know what progress we're making and happy to report uh, good progress all around on all three efforts.
1: All right, we're going to dig into maybe each one of those. Let me start with the cloud. One of the the big things was this idea of uh, Office 365 for email. (laughs) I think you talked about it recently, maybe you're getting towards that final mile. Where are you with the Office 365 implementation?
0: Yeah, we're almost done. So we were able to transition almost a million users into the uh, new Army 365 environment. And that includes email, um, as well as uh, Teams and a, bo- and a bunch of uh, collaboration capability that comes integrated. I think where we're headed now is really moving into uh, SharePoint Online. And that will enable us to uh, sunset probably about 200 plus instances of SharePoint across the Army. So that is the next phase um, of Army 365. but. That, again, is just a foundation because we are now looking at how we can, you know, leverage tools like uh, Power BI and Power Apps that comes with uh, the 365 environment. We're integrating video conferencing into our conference rooms, leveraging Army 365. So that way we can divest off of some of the old VTC equipment that we have in our conference rooms. We're integrating voice capability into 365. So you can now, you know, you get a, a number that goes with your 365 account so people can call you at the phone number and rings on Teams. So all of these integrations and additional capabilities are, you know, are coming along uh, even as we deploy um, the system right now.
1: As you look at the timeline for a lot of these,
0: is it three to six
1: months you hope to get a lot of this in place? Is it going to be another year? Because... I think folks are using some of these technologies in their personal life and go, okay, when can I use it through my work life? And, and I know that's a
0: that's a driving factor for a lot of agencies. We're using an agile approach, and so what we're doing is we're doing a couple of things. One is, you know, I made a conscious decision to you know leverage the uh, National Garden Reserve to try many of these new technologies out, and so what we felt was the the National Garden Reserve. Uh, didn't have the right technologies in place to be able to work in a remote work environment. And you know, before COVID, you know, they were able to go to an armory or to a reserve center to be able to check their emails and do certain things. And post-COVID, it became much harder for them to actually you know, go to an office location to you know, check their emails and do things. So we're really focusing on improving the user experience for our uh, reserve and guard. And so every one of these efforts, whether it's bring your own device or whether it's virtual desktop infrastructure, we're starting with guard and reserve first. And, and essentially, that'll be the first rollout and then we start to roll it out across other parts of the army and and so i would say over the next 12 to 18 months you're going to see all of these initiatives fully implemented across the army
1: you mentioned at keynote speech during the emerging technology innovation conference about byod another piece of that cloud you you said uh, just recently that you had posted on LinkedIn a, a about a small company that you decided to go with for BYOD. Can you tell us a little bit about that yeah. uh, effort and, and what's the timeline there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when the army decided we need a BYOD solution, there was one primary requirement that I had and which is, you know, when if we we're going to get allow users to bring in their personal devices and they were going to use it for work, it needed to be unmanaged. and pretty much every solution in the industry today requires the army to actually install an agent or monitor usage of your personal device. And so that was a big no-no for me. And because we knew that we were going to get a lot of pushback from users, you know, if we said that we were going to monitor the data on their personal devices. So we went out to industry and we looked for, you know, solutions out there that would really be able to provide us with a solution for unmanaged devices. And uh, sure enough, you know, we found a company that was working it. They were early stages, of prototyping, but they had an implementation at, uh, at, at SOCOM. And and so we knew that the special ops guys had already worked with them, and it's, however, it was in a much smaller, narrower context than what the army wants to do at scale. But we worked with the vendor, you know, we worked to getting them through the cybersecurity processes, and we made sure that you know we did a full vulnerability testing, um, pen testing on it, and it came back with flying colors. And so, so we're now on a path to get that implemented across the army. But shows that how innovation doesn't always have to come from, you know, a large, you know, West Coast, you know, software vendor. It can come from um, SDVOSB in uh, Arlington, Virginia, you know, with a small group of really smart guys. How did you
1: find the folks? Did they come to you? Did you meet them at a conference like this? Did you, was it some kind of introduction?
0: No, they, I mean, they came to us because, you know, they were, you know, they've, uh, like I said, they were already working with the special ops guys and they had a solution and they approached us, and we looked at it, and obviously skept- we were skeptical to start with, and that's always first reaction when a company you hadn't heard of tells you that they have a solution, but you know I think giving them a chance um, and then we went through you know two rounds of uh, pilots and testing and and clearly you know there was some investment that they made on their part uh, to work with us, but uh, we took them through the process and and sure enough, they validated themselves and how soon are soldiers and,
1: and civilians are going to have that ability to BYOD their own device for, is it, and you're starting small, for instance, just email and calendar? or are you, are you, what, what kind of capabilities?
0: We're uh, starting with 20,000 users. 10,000 of them will be in the Garden Reserve and the other 10,000 will be across the rest of the Army. We're trying to make this as global as we can to start with because we want a good uh, idea as to um, you know how well it works uh, across a broad cross-section of our users around the world. We are just finishing out some of the early testing. Uh, The implementation is complete. We're doing the final testing. I expect to start onboarding users probably in the next uh, 60 days or so. Excellent. A lot to follow up there. I'm going to shift
1: us to continue to talk about digital transformation. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you mentioned I think in February when I saw you speak was about OCONUS Cloud, a cloud outside the United States. You talked about a potential pilot
0: with Indo-Pacific region. Can you just give us an update of what's happening with OCONUS Cloud? That pilot was uh, was a grand success. We were actually able to show that how we could take uh, edge computing to Guam. And the first core, uh, based out of uh, Joint Base, Lewis, McCord, made it part of one of their experiments to show how they can take uh, mission command on the move using edge computing devices and, and then to be able to link back to data that was in the enterprise cloud. And it showed that it was not only much more resilient than the existing solutions that they had, but the performance, the reliability, and um, the latency far superior than anything that they've been used to. So technically, we know it can work. Now it's a question of how do we make sure that it becomes part of our institutional processes and, and operations, and we'll continue to mature that as part of other future exercises. So between for the, over the next 18 months, I think we have something like 40 exercises in, in Indopaycom, and what we are trying to do is, in every one of those exercises, to be able to insert some new technology and to you know to validate it, prove it out, find where the gaps are. And then once we resolve them, then we make it part of our baseline so that the next experiment that we go to, we're able to build on top of that and, and, and insert some other new technology in. So all of this is happening in addition to the work that's going on through Project Convergence. So we have you know, Project Convergence and those activities that are also, you know, testing out similar uh, technologies. And then we have all these other exercises in Indo-PACOM and some in Europe and Africa that we're leveraging uh, to try these new technologies out.
1: That's Raj Iyer, the Army's Chief Information Officer, speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller at the ACT-IAC Emerging Technology and Innovation Conference in Cambridge, Maryland. Find all our coverage from the conference at federalnewsnetwork.com.
0: This episode is brought to you by Zell.